Hello and welcome back to another service here at the Altar of Noise. My name is Josh and I'm joined, as always, by my fellow music believer, Simon. Simon, sir, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Josh. How are you, mate? <laughs> yeah, I'm not too bad. You know, a little tired. A little tired. A little bit more bold. A little worse for wear. Yeah, more greys are coming through in the beard, I get told every day. Eh, I can't really say anything. Yeah, that's, that's nice. That's nice of you to say. But uh, You're sitting under a light, so it's all just shadow. Yeah, yeah, that's part of the plan. Get the light from behind yeah. so you can't really see the greys. But, no, they're, they're certainly coming through. It's part of the joys of having three kids. Yep. You know. Who uh, are you there? Yeah. Uh, Who are you there? Yes, and we're recording at my place today, so my kids are very much sleeping soundly mm-hmm. in theory. But uh, you never know. They might pop down and say hello. They better bloody not. They should better be <laughs> asleep. But They better have some good opinions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the, what their thoughts are on um, Genesis, but we'll find out. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so you've been a little bit interested. We've uh, had a chat. Uh, uh, you played the show on Mount Gambia. How'd that go, mate? Yeah, it went good. Went good. Had fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, being a drummer and being playing away from the city, yeah, um, had to use a back line, so I was using. A drum kit that they supplied. Mm-hmm. Good drum kit. Yep. It was just the Pell Vision or something, but it was like you know well kept, brand new. Yep, sounded fine. You know, brought my cymbals and that. Um, halfway through the first song, the hi hat decided to just run away from me. <laughs> um, so instead of it being close where I could hit it, I was almost straight arming it <laughs> to try and hit it. While I'm yelling at Elian to try and kick it back mid-song. Um, so he found that hilarious. Yeah, of course. Uh, second or third song, because mm-hmm. I, I play with the in-ears, um, I was like, you know, in the zone. We mm-hmm. were playing well. I was feeling it. And then I was like, why does my snare sound like the snare of St. Anger? What's going on here? <laughs> mid-song, can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Get to the end of the song. Lots of feedback. Mm-hmm. I checked the tension rod and it was like loose, like it was rattling around. So the three tension rods, which is what tightens the skin. Yep. Uh, my drum has I think eight or ten on mm-hmm. them. The three down the bottom where I rim shot all my snare hits, all three were just like out of the <laughs> – just out <laughs> and just rattling around. Fuck. So I like grab the drum key and I'm sitting there just like just cranking these things. Elian's looking at me and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I've hit it out of like I've just hit it out of tension. I don't think it was me. I think I had some help from the heat in the car from on the way up. Yeah. Loosened it and because that's where I hit, I hit it out. <laughs> Fuck, so I was like cranking it and uh, we started the song. And I just put the drum key, a lot of drummers do it. They put it on one of the tension rods away on the opposite side of the snare drum. Mm. So I put it on there, start playing. <laughs> that three snare hits in, I looked down and the drum key had fallen on top of the snare skin. I was like, my hand was coming down as I looked at it. I hit it. It's bounced up and hit me in the face. <laughs> I'm like trying to hold it all together still. Elian's turned around and looked at me again <laughs> and he's like, what's happening? And I'm like, I can't explain it. <laughs> I mean, didn't miss a beat. No. All professional the here. Sign of, the sign of a professional. All professional here. Elian cracked jokes about how everything's falling apart for me and I'm, you know, trying to hold it all together. Oh, that's still racing away from me. So every break I had in a song, I was yanking it back. And then by about mid-set, the bass drum started to walk away from me as well. Oh, God. So eventful, played well, all things considering. We had a blast. Yep. Um, it was fun. Guy from Thirsty Merck said we killed it. Good. Michael Ward, who's a singer-songwriter who supported Carnival. 
he hit us up on Instagram, said he liked us. Nice. But yeah, that's all awesome. Round, all round thumbs up. That's good. That's what you want. Went and had some Vietnamese food, and then I went and watched the North London Derby with some mates. <laughs> good day. Good night. Nice. Well, it was well, that, good. That's the episode. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everyone. Uh, as always, you can check it. No, just kidding. Um, but it was good for two, well, one homegrown talent uh, in LN to go down there and Simon to go back and uh, reunite yeah. with their hometown and hometown crowd. Mm. And I guess that's uh, what we're going to talk about today, seeing as another band has reunited mm. and decided to come on down to Australia, the old Blink-182. Yeah. What did you feel, feel about that news? Um, so this to me isn't really reuniting, the Blink one. I don't include it as a reunion. Why so? Because they were already a band. The first reunite, the first time they reunited was when they'd done Soundwave. Mm-hmm. Since then they've been a band. They haven't stopped. It's just the original member has come back. Yeah. But to me it's different. I'd still, I would call that a reunion. They're reunited, but I don't think Blink are back together. Because Blink never, Blink didn't leave. Blink was... Travis Mark and Matt Skeever. Get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. I don't agree, but I understand what you're saying. Because that's like saying if Josh Freeze joins a perfect circle, that a perfect circle are reunited. They're not. Perfect circle have got Josh Freeze back. Yeah. (laughs) I get what you're saying, but. Yeah. But either way, pumped. Yeah. Pumped. Because I haven't seen him with Travis. I haven't seen him with Travis. Who played with him at Soundwave? Mark and Tom came and yeah. uh, it was Brooks Wackerman on drums, I think. Okay. Drummer for Avenged Sevenfold now. Yeah, righto. I think, by memory. Because I remember seeing them at Soundwave, but I could not remember who Travis, was. Travis was at the airport to get on the plane and just couldn't freak out. Fair enough. Yeah. Hopefully that doesn't happen again, seeing as... Well, no, he's apparently he's over his fear of flying, thanks to Courtney Kardashian. Oh, the Kardashians are good for something then. I mean, yeah. If he gets yeah, Travis sure. on a plane sure. to go overseas. Yeah. Because he's going to have to do a lot of travel because they're doing a lot of uh, lot of shows. Just a few. Um, Just a few. But it is, it is nice to see them return and... The amount of excitement that it generated amongst uh, people of our age was uh, impressive to see. Yeah, yeah, it was. I know of. Uh, well, I know you yourself got some tickets, and then I did. I can. I'm thinking of about three or four other of my friends who have organised tickets. So good on them. Yes, go us. <laughs> go us. I just couldn't justify the money. Sorry, I was just checking. It was Brooks Wackerman. Okay, good. I know my drummers. <laughs> um, yeah, I just couldn't. I can't justify that money to see Blink. Yeah, we. I'm going with a friend, Adam, and we set a price limit, and <laughs> we made sure that we didn't go over that because, like, like uh, it's. I mean, they're saying it's Ticketmaster here in Australia. It's Ticket Tech, mm-hmm. which I don't think is owned by Ticketmaster. Um, but they do like this this thing that they used to usually only do with pop artists, it's called um, tiered ticketing. Yeah. Where they split the fucking venue up into more sections and monetize it even more. Because um, it used to be like the floor was one price. Yeah. And if you want to get at the front, you've got to beat the shit out of 2,000 other people. <laughs> That's how it should be. If yeah. you want to hang out the back, then you're sweet or, you know, whatever. And then sometimes you'd have like good seating, like a reserve. Yeah. That's fine. They're the best seats in the house. Okay, pay a bit extra. And then usually the rest of the seating was the same. Yeah. And then if there was like the bit on the side that's pretty much behind the stage, they were usually just cheap as fuck. Yeah. Like that was it. Like I don't remember. No. I don't ever remember going to like fucking Tool, Muse, Taste of Chaos, anything that I've been at the entertainment center where it was bands. I don't ever remember – the floor being split like that. No, you don't. Corn, I went, 
when I saw gorillas, they were it certainly wasn't. It was smashing pumpkins. It was just yeah. GA. Yeah. Like it, that's why it's GA. Yeah, it's like Rod Laver <laughs> Arena to see Radiohead. That was all GA. Yeah. Yeah. I think they tiered the, the seats, but yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. But the floor's the floor. Yeah. And it's it's like they're almost creating like a little mini D sec uh D barricade for uh those who wanted to pay a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. And then those other ones who want to be on the floor but don't want to pay that yeah. as much. I mean, the first time I'd seen it and went to a concert like that was for Usher. Oh, yeah. Um, Rachel was like, where do you want to go? I'm like, just go on the floor. Like, if you want to dance, we'll just go on the floor. She's like, yeah, but do you want VIP, GA or <laughs> fucking GA? And I was like, the fuck's VIP, GA? Like, she's like, well, look. And it was literally a fucking D barrier. <laughs> it's like, if you're in the D barrier... It's VIP GA and it's like an extra fucking 50 bucks. And it's like, why? Like, What benefit does it get you? You are maybe 20 metres closer to somebody that you still can't, you know, get that close to. It was, I couldn't believe it. And they had ads between the the yaks. I think it was Trey Songs was the opener. Mm -hmm. No, it was Pop Bellies. Then it was Trey oh, Songs. Pop Bellies. Jeez, there's a name I haven't heard forever. Yeah. It was Pop Bellies and Trey Songs and then Usher. And in between the acts when they were doing like their changeover, they were doing like fucking Optus ads on the big screens. <laughs> it was it like I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like it was so weird. So weird. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I figured today we'll talk a little bit more about uh, some bands who have reunited and it feels so good. And potentially along the idea of was it done for good reasons, bad reasons, sellout reasons, a whole bunch. So generally when bands split, there's a variety of different reasons. Uh, a member passes away. There's a different of opinions from a uh, creative standpoint. When they get back together, generally it's because everything has moved out or the other reason is potentially, uh, you know, we can make some money out of this. And I think that kind of lends green. So we, Simon and I have discussed in the past the idea of, you know, bands being sellouts and is it possible to still be a sellout and just do things for a cash grab? Looking at some of the bands who have returned in the last... 10, 15 years, I kind of feel uh, that there are still some bands who do it purely for a cash grab. And, for example, the Veronicas. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So a few weeks back, went to Grapevine Festival. Um, I wasn't aware of this at the time. I knew the Veronicas were going to be there. And I was like, well, this will be fun. Mm-hmm. They are poppy. They are, uh, I want to say, Great, but, you know, they're enjoyable music. Um, and then they proceed to go on a festival to uh, around Australia and it turns out that they've split up and I wasn't aware of this. And it's just like when they – so when they performed, they had like a 45-minute set. They performed five songs, chatted to the audience maybe twice didn't even finish the entire set. There was like 10 minutes left at the end. So they played five songs in like 30 minutes. That's probably a best example to me of someone who's just like, fuck it, we need some money, then we're going our separate ways. Because mm. they hadn't been together for a while from what I heard. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I don't know because they'd done Unify and that was I reckon 2019. Yeah. Unify? Yeah, Unify or Good. Unify, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't follow Veronica. Oh God, no. I can't say I'm up to date with everything that they've been doing, but to me, there's that's kind of like prime example of some bands that get together. They're just like, let's just get some cash. Mm. The crowd's going to absolutely froth, and, and I can tell you, the I don't want to say surge in the crowd for the rush to get front front center for the Veronicas was intense, but it was like. 
So for the for the, at this point, just before they're starting, I'm laying on the ground, just relaxing, enjoying the day. Had a beer, had some. I think there was some Indian food there, so I was like, "This is great." And like, I'm laying on the ground, I'm relaxing, listening to whatever music's playing. I'm having to sit up because the amount of people that are walking past my head and nearly stepping on it, I'm like, "Oh dear, sweet Jesus, I'm going to get crushed <laughs> in, a, in a stampede for the Veronicas." <laughs> Didn't know that's how I was going to go out in the world, but okay. Um, so they definitely had like that following, but it was just like the performance they put on, it was just like, oh, this is really, really shit. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like when do we as fans kind of have to separate, are they doing it for the love of what they do or are they doing it just to line their pockets? Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting proposition because, yeah, I I. I can't think of, I mean, I guess I guess this came from obviously from Blink, like you said. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of Blink, if this is a cash grab or not. Yeah. To me, I don't know because they smoothed everything over. Like Mark survived cancer. Yeah. Tom, you know, they all. Got back together. Travis is now all right to fly. I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I don't know how you – like every reunion that happens is going to come with big money. Yes. So how do you – apart from the performance itself, how do you work out if they're genuine or not? Yeah. Is it if they go on to then record and release stuff? Yep. Which I'm like 90% of the time against. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like for that because very rarely does it end up being good. Yep. Or do do we rate it like, like System of a Down? Mm-hmm. They go back together. All they've done is toured. Yep. Are they doing that just for cash? Yeah, they released two songs and they weren't good. And but they were charity songs. Yeah. They were for the Armenian Yeah. Still weren't good, but Yeah, on yeah, no, <laughs> weren't good. Yeah. But like it's cause it's like it's because it, That's the only reason why they released them. Yeah. So like if, if if everything was fine in the world, they probably wouldn't have released those songs. Yeah. So like because uh, I was actually discussing this with my partner a bit on our drive back from Melbourne. Um and an example for me is like it's not necessarily a cash grab, but how much money can be generated. So, like, the police. Yeah. Sting and the police. Broke up in 1986 because Sting went off and did his own thing. Got back together in 2007. They toured from 2007 to 2008, 151 days or 151 dates, grossed $362 million. Yeah, so the police never broke up. Well, okay, so but <laughs> they to me they did because Sting left. Yeah, they stopped playing and recording. That's because that's what Dave Grohl says. He's like, the best way to go out is do it like the police and just stop. Just stop. If you don't (laughs) want to do it, just stop. To me, that's the best thing. Is it like, and a band who has done it, which no one has fucking mentioned, is Tool. Tool weren't writing an album for fucking 10 years. Yeah. They weren't. No. They just couldn't be fucked. They just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So they just stopped. You don't, you don't have to say you're breaking up. It's fine to <laughs> to stop. And then when they were ready, they came back, wrote the music, mm-hmm. released it, Bob's your uncle. They toured through that whole time when they felt like it, Yeah. which is why Maynard kept going off and doing other shit because he was like, well, you guys don't want to fucking do this, so I'll go do Pulsifer. Yeah. I'll go do other things. But yeah. um, money is a huge, like, you can't be, I, yeah. as, as much as we we want to think that all musicians want to do this for the love of music, they they've got bills to pay. Oh, and Vinar, who I mention all the time from a band you may have heard called Ocean Size, um, he gets asked all the time. He's like, Ocean Size getting back together? He's like, Nah, nah, it's not fucking happening. And then on a podcast, not recently, but in another podcast, he they asked him, like, Have you had offers? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Yeah, Arctangent offer us every year. Like we have an open invite for whenever we want to get back together to play that and headline it and 
it's like a good chunk of money. Yeah. But he's like, it's not happening. Like, like I don't want to be in that band anymore. Yeah. He's moved on. He's moved on. Like it's. But the fans haven't. But have well, they, Simon? But the point, yeah, no, <laughs> we'll find out. The, the The point is, is that there's always money. Like you can't tell me that when Rage first got back together, that big day out didn't throw a fuckload of cash at them mm-hmm. to come. Yeah, of course they did. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Rage was on my list of bands that have reunited, especially like in got a list here of bands that have reunited in the past five years, and Rage is on that list. Yeah. And, again, it's one of those things where it's just like there would have been a hunk of chat, uh, cash thrown their way. Same, similar for, say, Guns N' Roses. Yeah. I mean, that's another one where. <laughs> they, all, they all kind of went their own way, right, separate ways. They all hated each other for a while. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's another one which I kind of put in the, the blink situation in that, like, Guns N' Roses was still a thing. They brought out Chinese democracy and then they all fucking became friends again and started back up. It's the original lineup kind of thing. But um, I guess an interesting question is like what makes a reunion successful Yeah. in like your eyes? Um, Like if you're – I don't know any bands who – Broken up, who you'd like to see you back together? Like if they got back together, mm-hmm. this mystery band. What in your mind would make you think, yes, this has been a successful reunion? It's weird because it's the opposite of you. I'm like, if they release something musically, mm. and it has elements of what they were with something new, then I'm like, all right, cool, brilliant. This is something that I'm into that's made it worth it's been it's been worth the wait. Uh-huh. Um has a band done that that you can think of? Uh cuz all the bands that I like who've got back together and released new music I've fucking hated it. Yeah. Not no one really springs to mind cuz like the only one that I can think of that's coming to the top of my head was there was the separation of or the, or the everyone just saying fuck it we hate everyone was Smashing Pumpkins come mm. back and they released um, Zeitgeist, mm. um, but that was still early on and then there was still some issues there. It wasn't like until later on that they really got back together and started forming thing. I thought Zeitgeist was quite good, but then it then it just started to tail away. Um, there's no one else really that I can think of that's. I mean, because, like, I, I've seen Butterfly Effect recently, a band mm. who I absolutely adore. When they got, like, I've seen them on their farewell tour and then however many years later when they got back together. Yep. I went and saw them on that tour. And at that point I thought it was a successful reunion because it seemed like it was a celebration of the band and the music. Yep. And then they released new music and I'm like, no. Like you've, to me, they've already done enough for me that I don't need anything else from them because what they're trying to see, I'm on the opposite to you in the <laughs> fact that like, I don't want them. I like Butterfly Effect for how they used to sound. Yeah. Them trying to sound like that now to me seems fake. So if yeah. they change the sound, then I'm like, well, it's not but that, Yeah, but that's not why I liked you. Yeah. Like that's almost why I think System of a Down is more of a successful reunion or Rage Against the Machine because they're honouring. They're like, we know that this is who we are. This is what made us big. Yeah. If you want to release a single for charity or something like that, cool. But like I don't – those bands, if, if I want a band to – get back together, it's because of how they made me feel fucking 20 years ago mm-hmm. now. Not, I don't want new shit. I don't want Clint Boge trying new stuff. I'd rather him start a new band. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, to me, to me, it's got to be if it's honouring, you know, us fans and honouring the music that we all like them for. That to me is a successful reunion, yeah. which is why, like, probably I think the police is a successful one. Oh yeah, like I mean, obviously it was monetary wise, but um, like I love the police and them getting back together and just. Having two hours at the entertainment center where you just celebrate the fucking police. Yeah. Like that to me, that's. Well, two that kind of got brought up as what uh, we kind of thought was successful uh, Fall Out Boy and My Chemical Romance. Yeah, at the moment, My Chemical Romance, you can, I'd say that. Yeah. I mean, I. Not a fan of them at all. No. I don't, no. I don't know how or when they got that fucking big because they weren't that big when. Oof. Oh, they were pretty big. Yeah, but they're not fucking stadium big. They're fucking no, doing they're... stadiums. Like, what the fuck happened between then and now? Well, I suppose <laughs> it's like heart fondness makes the heart grow, grow stronger. Um, like yeah, but they've. What I'm saying is they've gained fans. Yeah, it's because emos breed emos, and <laughs> and like they that music get part like, especially when like that movie that music. Sorry, if you hear, if you hear my cat during the course of this, he's just wanting to make his he has very strong opinions about my chemical romance too. Um, he there's always that that music like a lot of the music is hanging around for a long time. Like the music just doesn't disappear, so yeah. people are going to go to discover it and they're going to mm. be like, oh my god, wow, I discovered this band after they'd split up. Mm. Oh my god, I never thought I'd get to see them again. Yeah. Now I'm gonna now we have this whole new contingent of fans to go with our already diehard fans who were, can't wait to wear their skinny black jeans and dye their hair black. Yeah. Um, so that's what, that's how it kind of grows to the point that these bands also generate, I guess, I'm trying not to be cynical and think it's all about money, but like this is how they're generating even more revenue because all that music that people loved and got shown and everything like, oh, wow, I can't believe... I never got to see these guys in their prime. Oh, my God, they're back. Mm. Here, take my $250. Yeah. I mean, Elian and I was actually speaking about My Chemical Romance because he is a music teacher and he was saying that kids want to learn Nirvana, which is a classic, um, Metallica still, classic. Mm. And he's like, and then they want to learn Green Day and My Chemical Romance. Yep. But it's not Dookie Nimrod. Green Day, it's, it's a American idiot. American idiot, Green Day, and like My Chemical Romance, they want to learn like Black Parade. Yeah, era. he's like, how did those albums enter the zeitgeist when, like, especially those albums aren't? They weren't. They weren't what they started with. Yeah, it's like it's weird how the younger generation has picked up those albums, like. Yeah. I get Nirvana, I get Metallica, but this I mean, Nirvana obviously still isn't around, but Nirvana just has that big ethos behind it. And yep. then you've got Metallica who just haven't stopped. And as soon as you get into alternative music, it's like Nirvana, Metallica. Yep. But then just weird how it's my, <laughs> like, it just blows my mind that it's my chemical romance. Out yep. of all those fucking emo bands and stuff, it's them. That, yeah, I don't know. Blows yep. my mind. Anyway, um, I digress. <laughs> I guess the other thing I was thinking about, this popped into my head recently because I was watching something about bands selling out and it doesn't always necessarily need to be about uh, coming back and just doing a tour for a cash grab. The idea of, I think I was watching something, a British comedy show, and the fact that Kiss released the Kiss Coffins Mm. and big bands putting their names behind something so fucking stupid and because their fans are so diehard, they'll buy anything. I don't really – I think there the used to be the old thing when we were younger and edgier and thinking we knew everything when bands that we liked would suddenly appear on like jingles for uh, TV shows or uh, for adverts. Um, like, oh, my God, I can't believe they sold out because they're now part of – a Toyota commercial. Mm. I can't remember who that was. But it's like, well, they're still trying to generate, they're still trying to make a living. 
Yeah. I don't know if that uh, – I, I still think – I think the idea of these days of it being – of doing that sort of thing like getting your music played as part of some sort of advertising for something else, I think that as being a sellout, uh, those days of uh, – are kind of gone because people are just like, well, fucking of course. Why wouldn't they want to get on national ads around the country mm. to – because then everyone's hearing their music. Yeah. I mean, it may only be a 15 second, 30 second clip, but at least they're like, oh, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Now I, I want now I want a Toyota. I think it's what, for me, it's what they're advertising. Yeah. Like if they're advertising something that seems genuine, um, I'm for it. If they're advertising Toyota, I'll be like, why? Like you, you're clearly just running out of money. Um, for me, selling out wasn't really money. It was sound, which I don't agree with now. Like I don't agree with my younger self. But for me, when I was younger, it was about sound. It was are they changing their sound to become more popular? That would annoy me. But, um, you know, as I've gotten older, yeah. it's like oh, I don't give a fuck. It's obviously yeah. what they want to do. <laughs> I don't have to like it. Do you remember when Cog? Yeah, Cog were... were well, uh, no, Channel 9 for the cricket? Yeah, Lucius. It was just Lucius yeah, on and... the drums. Who was the DJ? Because they'd done the Travis Barker DJ AM thing. Yeah. That's where it came from because they'd done it for the NFL? Yes. Was the NFL or ice hockey? Uh, I think it was NFL. I think it was NFL. Yeah, that's where they got the idea from. Yeah. Because we're Australian and we steal everything. <laughs> um, yeah, it was Lucius Boric and some DJ. Some DJ. Hot bellies. No, fuck no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I remember that. They also had um, their song "Run." Yeah, it was on um, insurance. No, no, it was um, because I st- I want to say it was like not Nike, but it was actually a sporting brand. Really? I think so. But it had to have been Australian, surely. Yeah, because I I, I, I remember hearing that. Let's imagine that COG just released two apps. (laughs) Considering some of their beliefs, I'd just be like, yeah, no, Channel 9, cricket, fuck yeah. Yeah, Yeah. person running on an advert, fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, whatever. (laughs) I mean, I, you know, being the dumb younger person I was, I thought the beard sold out when they appeared on Triple J, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) But like a version. But then I was just like, oh, fuck it. Who cares? The beards are on Triple J like a version. This is great. Oh, God. I played an absolute fucking great one with Sharp Dressed Man. You know, I was going to say, we've kind of talked about like successful ones. What's an unsuccessful one? Reunion. Mm. Well, I guess, again, it depends on what you deem as success. I... There are certain things that I would say are probably unsuccessful in, in my opinion because they somewhat hurt a legacy of a band. Mm-hmm. For example, and I know he does an amazing job and I've heard him, but Queen mm-hmm. getting Am, Adi, uh, Adam Lambert to sing, mm-hmm. it's like you're not Freddie. I know mm-hmm. you, you broke up and obviously because – he died, but you've replaced him with another person. To me, that's to me that's an example of just doing it for the name, for the money. And to me, that's not a yes, monetarily a success, but it's not a something that I'd want to see. I don't want to see Queen like that. Same for in um, who's the other one? Journey got in that Filipino kid to. Be the lead singer for Journey. Uh, I remember reading all about it, but I, I mean, I'm not a huge Journey guy, except for Don't Stop Believing, because um, what a tune. <laughs> um, but then there was like there was backlash around that as well. It's, I think that's where I, what I define as unsuccessful is if it's a cash grab, if if it's if it doesn't feel genuine. What about I, yourself? I think you you hit the nail on the head with um. If it ruins their legacy. Yeah. I think 
I think it has to be like like the police. Mm-hmm. It has to be a a celebration of that time. Um, I think, I mean, you can get back. I, I don't even really know anyone who's gotten back together, released good new music and yeah, like kind of kicked off from where they, they <laughs> ended kind of thing. Like, yeah, I just can't like. Is it, has it, I'm trying to think, anyone released an album after they got back together? Faith No More have. Yeah. Which actually a lot of people had on their end of year lists. Mm-hmm. Um, Hog have, Butterfly Effect have. So, so. Blink have once they, their, their first initial big one. They yep. came back with Neighbourhood and then they done one with Skiba. Yep. Skiba. Um. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, they're, they're new real ones I could think of. Um, I'm sure there is. I mean, like, there's smaller ones. Yeah. Like Element 80. They've gotten back together and released a couple of songs. Um, Dry Kill Logic. Great fucking band. <laughs> American Head Charge. Yes. Got back together and released an album. Which, which was no good. Wasn't good. No good. They were they were missing too many elements of that. Good. It's a not good. <laughs> it's just a not good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to say because like, like I don't think Rage will release another one, even though they're back together. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. See, I think. Hmm. I don't know. I'd I'd be interested to hear a new Rage album because I don't think they'll change their sound. No. They're very politically driven, so it's you know what you're going to get. I think with rage, whether it be good or not, is a different story. But yeah, um, mm. is there any particular band that you think because we that you might they think maybe needs a hiatus for a while. Some of these bands, it was just they went into hiatus and then reunited later on, had a reunion later on. Is there any bands that you can think of that needs a little bit of a hiatus, needs to disappear for a while? Um, hmm, I think even though they come to Australia, I think Slipknot. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I think Slipknot need to calm their farm a bit. I think Slipknot have... Uh, to take an old uh, TV uh, saying, I think they've jumped the, jumped the shark a bit. Yeah. Like I said, do you? I can't believe they've released seven albums because in my mind there's only three <laughs> <Yeah>. and then <laughs> one crap one and then whatever the latest one is. So, I, uh, yeah, this new album is, I didn't realise that. It's Cor- the best of the worst. I will give them that. I think it's the best of the worst. I didn't realize that Corey Taylor was such a fan of power metal. I'm trying to and trying to mix like power metal and Slipknot sound. I'm like, the other problem I have is, and I get it, they're older, but they've slow. It slowed down a bit too much for me. Like it doesn't have that same energy. Yeah, and I think that would be this problem if, say, System decided to put an album out. I'd be like, you're slower, guys. You can't you can't play like you used to. Yeah. Um, Slipknot was somebody I had in mind. Yeah, I think Slipknot should have lent more into the weirdness that mm-hmm. they started on Subliminal Verses. Yep. Because they can do that well. They don't do it very well. They haven't done it very well very often since Subliminal. But I think if they kind of went that way a bit more, you'd, They'd have been able to keep a bit of their crowd. Yeah. Um, the other one, I, the other one, I think is um, uh, I would very much less like Muse to leave. Yeah, Muse. I. What the fuck is that latest album? It's just fucking shit. It is horrible, <laughs> horrible music. What is is it? What's the Will, one? Will of the you, people. Will of the people, which is a rip off of, of the Manson. beautiful people. 
It the is the people, the will of the people. It's it's horrible. And like they have a song on there, um, uh, we are so fucking fucked. It's just like yeah. you try you guys really? We had our teenage we listened to you guys in our teenage years. We we were edgy teenagers back then. How are you guys like twenty years later suddenly having your emo te- edgy we're so hardcore stage now? What the fuck? <laughs> I I just it oh. Yeah, as you can tell, I, 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 like I've had very strong opinions of views on this podcast. Yeah, and I, because I love, I love a whole bunch of their albums, but what they're doing lately, they yeah. let's let's back it up for a while, guys. You know, yes, yeah. bugger off over there. Don't come back until you've you know mm-hmm. had a good hard look at yourself. All right, so here's one we haven't mentioned. Mm. Not this isn't one I think should go back on hiatus, but. We're forgetting Mudvayne. The Mudvayne's obviously just got back together. Yes, yes, yes. String yes, of shows, yes, yes. all fucking going great from the looks of things. Yeah. After, after he the, got over his COVID infection, he's the, now the, sounding pretty good. After the, the initial scare of seeing the live first couple <laughs> of live couple shows, of and you're like, oh, dear sweet Jesus, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the set list has been good. Yeah. Been a good set list. Do you want new music from Mudvayne? Because we've had two and a half good albums out of them, and then what? Two bad ones? Did they release five no, albums? No, I feel like they only released four. No, they're five. So there's the two good L- ones. LD50. LD50, end of all things. Um, Lost and Found. Lost and Found. And then you've got the last game, or whatever oh, yeah. it's called. And then you've got the blue one, which I think is just self titled, isn't it? Fuck, I didn't even realize that one. Yeah, there was yeah. one which no one listened to any of it. <laughs> yeah. Which was right at the end. Um yeah. I uh, look do, do we because we don't know what we're gonna get. Are we gonna get the fucking weird math medley Yeah the ones that stuff? we loved. Are we gonna get the stadium filler like Lost and Found? Yeah. Or are we gonna get whatever the fuck those last two were? <laughs> <laughs> look I don't and live they still fucking got that energy. Yeah. They're still fucking ripping it. I think if I think if they can tap into what they were when they started with and harness that and then I don't want to say I want it completely like the first two albums, because that's not gonna happen. It's it's not it's no. not possible. You can't capture lightning in a bottle twice. It's a would I listen to it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do I want it? Kinda. Maybe a little bit. But at the same time, I would. I if if they came to Australia, like if they were at the Good Things Festival, I would have given yes. them my money so goddamn fast. Yep, I would be there with my pants off. Yep. Yeah, I'd be front row, windmilling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. I, I Forgotten about uh, Mudvayne, but yeah, that's the. It gives me hope that they're. Because the last thing I want is the fact that is Chad to completely destroy his voice. I mean, and more so. <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, like, but yeah, no, no, I totally understand. Because the last thing I want is I want the last thing you would want is for some of these bands to come back, especially ones that have, kind of. Particularly with their singers, particularly with the singer of bands, their their voice like you can redo a guitar tone, you can mm. redo a bass tone, drums, etc. You can do all that. You can't necessarily recapture that vocal tone, no. and I think that's what hurts a lot of bands. Like, yeah, that's a good, that's a fair call. Because like a part of the reason with System of Down, a surge can't sing like he used to. Mm. Now going back to Rage, Zach can. Yeah, Zach can still do his Zach's thing. Got that. Because he's he never tore his throat to shredge. Yeah, and I think that's kind of. Mm. I like. It's funny you say that. Just quickly, watching the Veronicas, <laughs> one of them could clearly was have. They played basically yeah, like I said, with just backing tracks. No, yeah, no band on the stage. Um, one of them clearly was struggling to sing. Mm. The other one was okay. She could yeah. kind of she could carry a tune, but one of them just was struggling. Well, and then I think it was the one that was struggling to sing. 
also did a death metal rule. I was just about to say, she blew her voice because she does death metal. Yeah, but it's vocals. just like, let's stop. That, that was the thing with the Veronicas, though. Yeah, but like. Even like back when they were the fucking Veronicas in the early noughties. Yeah, but it's that, like. That's what they did. You can't do it anymore. You can still death grow. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. It caught me off guard because I'd never heard of that. Yeah. I was just like, "It's a fuck was that?" It's killer. Because <laughs> that was one of them. Just this the little five foot <laughs> Italian girl just going. <laughs> sick. I was like, I was not expecting that it's today. Great. It's great. Um, um, I, I now that I'm like thinking about Mudvayne and do I want them to bring out new music? Cog have done something very interesting, which every modern band does now, mm-hmm. but for a band coming back. Who has a following? Not many have done it. They all kind of jump straight back into doing an EP or album. Cog have only released singles. Yep. Yep. That's probably a better way to go because you can go, let's just fucking write one song. Because then it gives them a a reason to a reason that they're doing their tour. Mm. But two, it's only one new song you have to sit through if it's shit. <laughs> And that, but they can see, okay, they don't want new music. It's like a nice, easy way. Like, okay, they actually are receptive to this. Yeah. Let's do another song. Yeah. Mudvayne done that. Yeah. If they come out and release a single in the next three months, yeah. you're like, okay, cool. Cool, cool. We can kind of get a feel of where they're at. Yeah. I don't necessarily. I mean, I want to have hope. I mean, we, I mean, we all want hope. I mean, because they're bringing Notfest, but uh, I reckon Mudvayne's on that. Oh, for what? Well, for Notfest? Mm-hmm. I mean, if they are, I mean, that's just I reckon. Just I mean, there's a, a feeling I've got. If we're if we're paying two hundred dollars to go see good things, I reckon the tickets for uh, uh, Notfest would be. I think I said to you the other day about three fifty. You reckon? Yeah. Uh, I reckon there'll be more. There'll be two hundred because the festival chick tickets they can keep the cost down because there's fuckloads more people. Yeah. So instead of like entertainment center holds like I think fifteen at a fucking stretch. Yeah. Instead of forty or fifty in a Massive field in Melbourne, like. Mm. I mean, big day out was only 180, 190. It, it got up to the over the 200s towards the end. I reckon it wouldn't have got much more than 200. I, I distinctly remember 220 at one point. Probably Kanye West, yeah. Probably. But, um, yeah. Is there any bands out there that have separated or dispersed or doing their own thing that you would like to see return. And I was funny, uh, just as I want to say this, say this in the, said this in the car and Megs asked me this question and I said, yeah, well, I know what Simon's going to say. I bet you don't. I, I said ocean size. Not ocean size. <laughs> well, I know that he's never going to, I, I know that he's not coming back, but I was like, I know what Simon's going to say because he says ocean size to fucking everything. Yeah, but it's not ocean size. I don't want them. I like the fact that they have this mystique about them as being one of the best bands to have existed and not. Mm -hmm. Like if they got back together, it's most likely a cash grab. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it would somewhat ruin the legacy. Yeah. Kind of like another one we haven't mentioned, Refused. No, and yeah. for that matter, at the drive-in. Yeah. They didn't ruin their legacy, but they didn't, they definitely didn't help it. Like, Refused were just this underground fucking, their last show was half a set in some kid's basement in America to fucking 30 people because, like, like that to me, that story, mm-hmm has kind of lost its shine now because it's like, oh, we're back and we're headlining Coachella. It's like, no, like that that was cool that like 
so many people fucking love you now because they've only just worked yous out. Yeah. And I, I kind of have that feeling with Ocean Size. Like I am happy, as you just said, to say Ocean Size on every fucking thing and get as many people listening to them. But they've already given me enough stuff and done a lot for me personally that I don't need them. Like I don't need – like I've seen them. I've got four albums and an EP. Yeah. I've got a huge live DVD box set. They've done enough. It was the same with a perfect circle. I didn't need a perfect circle to come back. Yeah. And that that uh, was it Eat the Elephant or Eat the Walrus yeah. or whatever it was. Eat the Elephant. That, I mean, that's that. another one which kind of didn't break up. But oh, they kind of did. did. And that but album like, wasn't I don't ne- I don't need anything else from them. Yeah. Like I've got the music. They they're not going to top that. They can make something that sounds exactly like it and it's not going to do anything for me because I'm not a fucking pubescent <laughs> 13, 14 year old boy. Like, it's not going to hit me the same. I mean, you're the same height as one. <sighs> Still waiting for that gross foot. <laughs> so, no. I mean, look, if Ocean Size got back together, I'd fly to fucking Manchester and watch them, but <laughs> I don't need them to. Top on my list, however, is Isis, the band. I have, to, I, I have to put I, that on I, like, I like how we always have to say <laughs> the band. The band. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I want ISIS. The band. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's more, more, most likely why they're not back together. Yeah. Um, uh, this one you might agree with, REM. Yeah. I'd like to see REM. I'd like to see them get back together, do their thing. I think that would be pretty interesting. That'd be fun. It'd be fun. Um, I know they just broke up, but every time I die. <laughs> sort your shit out, lads. <laughs> um, Arcane Roots. Yep. I think uh, we're just starting to hit their straps. Um, them Crooked Vultures. Never broken up. They're another one who haven't broken up. They always keep going, yeah. But. It's hard for those super groups, so. Yeah. I mean, Queens of Stone Age are about to release new shit, I think. Yeah. And pain. And I think uh, Dave Grohl's just probably gone through a little bit of shit at the moment. Um, well, the, uh, what's the other? The, the, the Eagles of Death Metal just released a new single. I hate them. I hate them so much. <laughs> I was, I, for some reason, I always just equate the two. <laughs> yeah, because well, Josh, Josh Holmes was in the original. Um, floating Me. Uh, it is John Stockman from Carnival, mm. Lucius yep. from Cog, and uh, two guys from Scary <laughs> Scary Mother. Never heard of Scary. Sorry, I can't remember the band name. They were a nineties alt band. Um, they released one album and then dipped. Um, Fair enough. Fucking great album. Doesn't sound like Carnival or Cog. Um, the guy has like a real fucking deep, deep voice, gravelly voice. Um, have you not heard of Floating Me? No. They're fantastic. Check them out. Um, that's kind of all I had. The Chariot would be sick to see, um, but I don't really need them to get back together. Yeah. Um, and one which probably you can throw in the ocean size thing because it would never happen, a silver chair. You know what? I was thinking silver chair because, um, but I think Daniel Johns has just got too much shit going on right now. Uh, well, yeah, him and Benny. I think it's more Benny's a bit of a knob than <laughs> Daniel Johns, but um. But uh, look, the th- the thing that gives me hope, well, not gives me hope with Silver Chair, but like Silver Chair albums got better, and then they broke up, mm. which is disappointing because usually it's like, all right, lads, wind it up, yeah. <laughs> you're not doing well. But you know they they were fucking their albums were getting better and more interesting, and they had. Much like Incubus, they had like this nice evolution 
that you could see. Um, repeating that they stopped. Yeah. I mean, I understand why. If anyone hasn't listened to the Who Is Daniel John's podcast, I highly recommend it. Um, we're never going to see Daniel John's perform live again. Um, you reckon? Yeah, I reckon. He's just got too much anxiety. Like even he just – he hated performing live. Yeah. Um, even though he was a very good performer live, he just hated it. And he talks about it like he's just scared shitless of performing. A bit of a agoraphobic. Um, and that's not that's not particularly helpful. No, is it agoraphobic or agoraphobic? We know what you mean. Pick the right one. Yeah, yeah, um, we know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah, they're, they're kind of the ones that kind of popped in my mind. Yeah, I think Silverchair was on my list there because I'm like, that's would be great. I only really there's a big one for me, and I just don't think it'll ever happen again. But massive attack. I would. Are they in the same boat where they haven't broken up? They just haven't. Like, it's been. But they just they just stopped, didn't they? Kind of like what Radiohead has I, done. I, I think there was some tension between 3D and Tricky, um, and I think that's kind of what. Because they're they're the two essential front men for it. And I think they just kind of went their own ways. There was also the the talk that 3D or Robert uh, Del Naja was the um, was, is also Banksy, but you know whatever. Um, because you know, everyone knows who's, you know who Banksy is, yeah. 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 Uh, I think there there was just there was friction with those guys for a while, and then the last they released an album in 2013. Mm. Um, and then they released an EP probably about oh, five, six years ago now, mm. and that's it. Yeah. To me, it's more of a case of just like let's resolve our shit, let's get back together because I want to say goodbye to you guys. And that whilst that EP was fucking sick, it's – Kind of similar to I would be happy if they released another album because I'm like this would be this would be a me for me a proper way to send them out. Whereas the EP, whereas the EP was you know it's four tracks I'm like I need more. I fucking love what you guys do. I need more of it. Um, but if they came out and announced that they're doing a show shows in Australia next year, I'd be front and center mm. getting getting my you know the kids don't need school. So, you know, or to eat or anything like that. I was I'll give you the money and I'm going I will be pay I'll pay for those VIP GA seats because that's how much I want to see massive attack again. Yeah. Are they just without a doubt possibly my all-time favorite band. They're just brilliant. No, yeah, no. I think I think Radiohead's doing that. They're just stopping. I don't yeah. think they're Well, they re- they released they released like two singles mm. in the last couple of years, but there's been no talk about them mm. doing anything, um, which is, you know, Tom York's kind of doing his own thing. But, I mean, to me, like I said, that police thing, when I read, when I saw that interview with Dave Grohl, he said that's the way to go out is you just you just stop. Like if you don't want to do it anymore, just don't do it. And then if you want to do it again, you just go, hey, we're going on tour. Yeah. Hey, here's some new stuff. Like, I'm just having a look like, here. I mean, I understand if tensions boil over, you fucking hate each other and you're like, nah, we're done. Kill it. Like, I get why bands break up. Like, I'm not saying I don't understand why bands don't break up. But if you have a choice where you're still friends or, you know, even if there's a little bit of tension, kind of just going, all right, let's just, let's just, Take a break. Let's take a holiday. Yeah. Yeah. So the just having a look and like Radiohead didn't tour at all in 2022 and there's nothing. Like the last, I'm just having a look at a website here. The last proper tour they did was 2019 in March. That was the last stop was in uh, New York. So yes, then kind of 
not really doing their thing. So again, if Radiohead came out and did a tour again, I'd be front and send center. Mm. I don't care if it's cash grab, mm. but I think that was. <laughs> you could almost say that about their last trip to Australia. Yes, yeah. seeing as they never fucking come here. Yeah, seeing how and how quickly those tickets sold. That was mental. Yeah, they they sold. The fact that like the only I, I managed to get the tickets in Melbourne with you guys, mm. but a friend of mine could only get tickets to Queensland. Yeah, so he had to go up to Queensland from Adelaide. Yeah, so that's the only tickets he could get. Yeah, yeah. But I guess then, an, another big one, mm-hmm. which probably will never happen, uh, is Oasis. Yeah. Yeah, there seems to be. I would be keen as fuck to go to that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they play Wonderwall? I think they will. I wonder if they play that first just to get it the fuck out of the way. Ah. No, they're rock stars, mate. Ah. They're rock stars, mate. Anyway, here's no end. Anyway, now here's Wonderwall. It'd just be sick. <laughs> yeah, you, you know that it would be a good show. And if they still hate each other, which they will. <laughs> you, you might see a fucking fight. It'd yeah. be great. It'd just them, be great. Get them to throw down on stage. 250 bucks to see eight songs and a fucking bust up between the Gallagher's would yeah. be sick. And I, again, this is kind of selfish for me as well. Um, I kind of want Daft Punk to get back together and release one last good album. I was reading about um, like bands and artists certain publications want to get back together and mm. one of them wrote Daft Punk. Yep. The thing that's in Daft Punk's favour is that they're only in like their mid-40s or something. Yeah. And like they've only kind of... It's only been a year. Yeah. So it's not like it's like this long 10, 20-year thing where we've been missing it for mm. so long. But you could argue that, you know, with random access memories, it was just like, oh, okay, cool. But... Oh. I just thought of one which was clearly a fucking cash grab. Yes. Led Zeppelin. Yes. One show. One show. Prices yeah, were that fucking. Is that the one where they did the Live Aid? No. Who was that? Led, somebody... Ze- Led Zeppelin played Live Aid. Yeah. But that's not the reunion. The reunion was they done one show at like fucking O2 Arena or something. Yeah. In 20. 20- 16, let's say then. And it was Robert Plant, John Paul Johns, Jimmy Page, and John Bonham's son, son Jason. Yep. And the prices were that expensive that you had to be a millionaire to go. <laughs> so, like, I don't want to say real fans because obviously the other, most of those people would have been fans, but, like, the layman fan just couldn't go. Yep. It was just clearly a fucking cash grab. <laughs> Um, so fuck them. <laughs> fuck. I like how, like, over the course of this podcast, we're uh, working with you, just, like, your dislike of Led Zeppelin's just consi- been consistent. The you, thing is, is I fucking like Led Zeppelin. But you don't like I really them. like, I like Led Zeppelin. I have that on Blu-ray. I bought that fucking concert on Blu-ray. You, 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 I love them. Yeah. But at the same time. I fucking hate them. <laughs> yeah. You like their music, but you don't like them. Yeah, no, nah, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them to the fucking, they can get in the sea. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think the only other band that split that, you know, should get back together is the Beards, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I, know, I know I've heard a cheeky rumour of a fairly popular Adelaide band who are getting back together. Just start with a T. No. Damn it. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't not, know. Not soft white machine. I don't know if I can say. I'll tell you after. All right, cool. <laughs> there's a there's a cheeky tease for you guys. Ooh. Now you, what you no, should they'll, do? They'll get back together and announce a show, and no one will know who the fuck they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, a new band. Um, yeah, maybe if it was Tony Foncho. No, just kidding. Um, nah, they they won't because they're all old now. Well, they're not, but... Is it? Oh, yeah, you said the beards. Yeah. Sorry, right. I was going to say, is there any Australian bands you can think of? Um, Sunk Lotto was the only one I could think of, and they've got back together and done shows. Yeah. Have they released music? No, they've only just done shows. Mm. 
this is this is really 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 niche like small tiny band released one album but it was fucking sick and it's ska music but <laughs> <laughs> it was it was an Aussie band and again I also need to preface this by saying uh, they were religious but there's a band called Sounds Like Chicken and they yeah. released and like it's, this entire album is kind of got a pirate theme to it and it's just fucking incredible. It turns Sounds out like, like Chicken, they're religious, they're a ska band and <laughs> the album's about pirates. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. But it's Even super, for a ska band. It's super fun. Um, the Towards the end of when they played... My a guy I went to high school with in Bendigo was the trumpeter for them. Um, I would love them to get back and do one more. It'd be great. Uh, I'd love Sleep Parade to come back. They were phenomenal. Yeah. And anti-static. Anti-static were sick as well. So there's a couple of Aussie bands I'd like to see get back together. Mm. Oh, and Jerk. That'd be fun. <laughs> I would go just to hear them play. Say, uh, play I, I hate people like that. I hate people like that. People like that. What a fucking song. Oh, his voice. It hurt listening. Like it was just like, it was like Wednesday 13. Like, oh, yeah. Just that. It's just like, how are you? How are you talking after doing that one scream? So Frankenstein. The best scream he does is in their cover of um White Wedding yeah. when he gets to that break and he does that big wow. It's like fuck. That's serious. It. You're like, how are your vocal cords not completely fucked? I just can't believe that he's playing the Bridgeway. Yeah, he's at the bridge, and he's not headlining. Fucking weird. I like. I want to go to go watch Wednesday Thirteen. Just be a ghoul. Yeah, like, I, 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 I would go. I don't just, know. I literally don't know anyone else on that <laughs> lineup. I think you sent that to me, and I was like, I don't know who the fuck they are. But Wednesday Thirteen. Yeah, yeah. It, I, that's why I sent it to you because I was just like, <laughs> don't know who these other ones are. But Wednesday Thirteen. Oof, that yeah. would be great, Mister Motherfucker. <laughs> a Wednesday night at Bridgeway. Yeah, I don't know if it's a Wednesday. Yeah, but it, it should be. It should be. If he, he should just play all his gigs on a Wednesday. Yeah, he should for sure. All the 13th of any month. Yep. That'd be great. If only there was a 13th month. As he smarts weather. <laughs> uh, but yes, as always, we would love to know what you think. Mm. What bands would you like to see back together? Uh, what bands need to have a hiatus? Mm. And maybe if you want to hit up. Simon in his DMs about who this band is that's potentially reuniting. I'm sure he won't tell you. Um, but you can contact us as contact us as always on uh, facebook.com slash ultra of noise. You can check out Simon's band at facebook.com slash the unset. And you can check me out streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash mad dog um, But yes, thank you very much everyone for listening. It's been a pleasure as always. Uh, stay safe. And we'll see you all in the next episode. Bye.